So for many of you who don't know, I'm Colombian. You could check on my last name, Escobar. Well, my mom's last name. I'm not related to none of that, but I wanted to, you know that I'm Colombian. Actually, I was born in Bogota, Colombia, and I came to the United States 14 years ago. This episode is in English because I do think that a lot of people should be uh, engaged to a lot of the Latin American issues through the English language. And also because uh, as of today, we will start a series of different podcasts around South Florida and especially about the city that I'm living, which is Sunrise here in Broward County. But today, our podcast is about Colombian elected president, Ivan Duque. Yesterday, we had the opportunity to see the youngest president in the modern history of Colombia taking office. He was uh, really dynamic and his speech was really impressive. Uh, the only thing that really damaged his presentation as Uh, the new president of Colombia was the president of Congress, which actually attacked everything that happened in the last four and eight years of President Santos' um, administration. But let me start by just walking you through what has been happening in Colombia for the last 12 years. For you who are not familiar with politics in Colombia, well, just wanted to let you know that we had the longest guerrilla standing against a government for almost 50 years. There was a peace agreement that was signed last year. Uh, the FARC, which is the Fuerzas Revolucionarias de Colombia, Fuerzas Armadas Revolucionarias de Colombia, uh, gave all the weapons, or the majority of the weapons, and they is still have to repair and go to the special judicial uh, court that was created through the peace, act, the peace agreement. But I'm not going to stop there just to talk to you about something that might be or require a longer podcast. I'm not going to talk about the peace or if it was good or bad. Uh, the history will decide if this peace agreement that was signed was actually good for the country. But what I wanted to tell you is what has been happening in politics, our economic politics, our international politics. The president that really has started to uh, shape the way the politics have been uh, portrayed in Colombia for the last 12, 15 years is Álvaro Uribe Vélez, which is actually the biggest political guru of all time. He has elected the last two presidents. He has elected the majority in Congress. So his power and the way that this power came to him, it is something to explore. If you want to read, go to Google and check Alvaro Uribe's legacy in politics in Colombia. He is maybe the politician that has the most political capital and recognition in Colombia and also, you could say, internationally. Not in the arts and culture and in the human rights uh, aspect of international relations, but definitely on the international relations with the biggest ally of Colombia, which is the United States. And we saw that yesterday in the delegation that was sent 
from the United States through the possession, through the um, uh, ceremony of the uh, Colombian president elected uh, Ivan Duque. So that is one of the biggest things, right? Having one, only one person who controls everything that happens in our country. Uh, we definitely agree, many of us, that his presidency was, his first four years were really something that the country needed. We needed to um, go and put the guerrilla to the ropes and start to really fight him back. And he really did it. He created something called La Seguridad Democrática or the Democratic Security Program that helped the country to start defeating the guerrillas. Then the next four years of his presidency were dark. There was interceptions to people who were against him, intersections to the biggest courts, uh, intersections to community leaders, uh, the assassination of individuals, uh, young people that was killed through his administration, really things got out of control. Uh, but he was really, really smart. He is really smart. And then he selected a puppet, a kid that was born in a gold house. He was a president that was disconnected with the country who really didn't know what was to be a Colombian, el colombiano de a pie, that person who is just a peasant or that person who just lives in the country and, you know, uh, lives with the minimum salary. And, you know, he was really not connected to that Colombia. So he was elected because... President Uribe or the Uribe president wanted him to be in La Casa de Nariño, the Nariño house. And he was elected. His name, Santos, <laughs> his last name, uh, and he was elected. Um, he turned his back to President Uribe and then our politics got really crazy. Um, the country started to... Uh, split into different groups. One group was the one who was progressive and the other group was maybe that one that wanted to bring back what Uribe brought in his presidency. But there is something interesting here. The political way that things got done in the Casa de Nariño or the Nariño house, which is our equivalent to the White House, was the same. There was, you know, money given out to people to close contracts. There was big corruption scandals. There was uh, economic policies that hurt the pocket of the most in need in our country, uh, in Colombia. And the international politics were the same. There was nothing different. The only big difference they had was that Santos wanted to do a peace agreement and Uribe didn't want him to sign the peace agreement. So there was things that really didn't differ from the administration of Uribe and, and to the administration of Santos. So that was the whole turbulence in our country. We went through a really interesting political election period in which we had a left extremist person we have a person in the middle, uh, then we had a person in the right. And the Colombians elected Ivan Duque with a historic number of votes, more than 10 million votes. 
Uh, we had a, a huge, huge, huge pool of people who went to vote and they elected uh, one of the youngest presidents in the modern history, if not the youngest president, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, in the modern history. Really interesting enough, yesterday, when was his possession, he was getting already, you know, to, to, to start his presidency. Um, you know, we have a lot of protocols in Colombia. We are still into, you know, uh, we go into the, the Congress uh, start session, then they elect people who's going to call the president from a house nearby to our equivalent to the White House, which is the Nariño House, to go into the Plaza de Bolívar, which is this huge place in the middle of Bogotá, uh, that, where he gets the presidency banned and, and, and he becomes the president of Colombia. But before that, you know, the Congress is the representation of Colombia. There is a representation because all these elected officials were elected by Colombian people. And the president of Congress uh, was the first one to give the speech. But before I talk about that, let me tell you that not really a big representation of elected officials around the world came to the ceremony of uh, Ivan Duque's, President Ivan Duque's uh, celebration. We only had a couple of really heads of state. Uh, United States didn't have really a big presence. Um, so a lot of really interesting things in terms of head of states. We only have the Panama, República Dominicana, I think Guatemala, Mexico, Argentina, Ecuador, which is a big one. Uh, and that was pretty much it. Uh, we didn't have anyone from either Brazil or Chile or, you know, different countries that really helped uh, in many ways uh, our country during the Santos administration. They were not present. Uh, and that was interesting to see. Also, there was a big delegation, international delegation uh, from Florida, especially because we here in South Florida, uh, we had Aneta Deo, which is a senator, a Colombian senator that was elected not too long ago, who's actually running for re-election. We had Governor Scott, uh, Rick Scott from Florida, who actually went all the way there. We had some business people from South Florida. And then we had our uh, congressman that represents Colombian abroad, Juan David Vélez, uh, who is um, doing a great job. And he is part of the Centro Democratico, which is the party of Álvaro Uribe Vélez. But he's listening to everyone else, which is really interesting. So let me get, tell you what happened with the uh, president of Congress and what he said. Uh, really simple. He just said that Colombia uh, was uh, worst uh, now than maybe eight years ago when the Santos administration took over. He criticized every single thing that the Santos administration did. He was really uh, talking about vengeance in a certain extent. And he really started talking about things that were a little disappointing from a, a, a person like me who's a progressive who's thinking about this is not the moment to talk about what happened in the past, but thinking about what is happening in the future and what is happening now. And that was the, really the big contrast yesterday. We had the president of Congress attacking Santos and attacking all his policies and attacking all the corruption scandals and even saying that he was involved and a lot of people from the government involved in, in corruption scandals in the last 80 years. Well, the elected president, our new president of Colombia, Ivan Duque, took a different approach. 
he did a really conservative and really well done speech. He talked about innovation, entrepreneurship, sports, arts, culture, education, the corruption issue. He talked about the peace agreement um, changes that he wants to integrate. And we will see what is happening after yesterday. If we will have a different Colombian, we will have a person who comes from a different background from all politicians who for first time ever elected a split 50-50 female and male uh, cabinet and who has the first woman vice president in the history of Colombia. Definitely, the new president of Colombia has the opportunity, has a chance to change what is happening in Colombia. I am personally not don't have any hope. He comes from Alvaro Uribe's wing. He is a person who was next to vice president, uh, I'm sorry, former presidents that are not new to the political scene in Colombia. Ernesto Samper, Andres Pastrana, Alvaro Uribe Vélez. So I'm not really putting my hopes up, but I will keep you updated in my Joncito podcast so you could learn about my country and you can learn about our politics. With this, I invite you to keep following me and please, 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 if you want me to do a podcast about something that you're doing, even if it's a business, if it's an, an idea, or if it's any topic that you're an expert, please shoot me an email or follow me on Twitter at Johncito or at Johncito in Instagram as well. Please, please, please let me know how I could put your project or your idea into a podcast. And now with that, I hope you guys understand now There are country, it's starting a new process in Colombia, and then we look forward to keep the conversation going and bring maybe some guests to talk about the hopes or not hopes in the English language of what is happening in Colombia right now. Have a wonderful day and enjoy this amazing month of August. Bye-bye.